0: Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day, and we have the power to make a difference today.
1: So let's do this. New day, brand new day, make it better than
0: yesterday. You can always Find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. A new day, when things are you
2: can start over again. You can make it better than yesterday It's a, day, a, day. A, 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 a new day There's a way You can turn it around Trust me there's a way out There's more time Just don't give up When the sun rises A new day you got Yeah, yeah A new
0: day A new day today. another chance to join the conversation you can hashtag marches plate you can follow us on most social media instagram twitter facebook all of that just search for marches plate m-a-r-s-h-a-s-p-l-a-t-e y'all ready let's get started hey what's up y'all we are back Woo. hey hey
3: My voice is halfway gone because of the screaming I was doing last night.
0: What was you doing last night?
3: Baby screaming in the name of prodigy. (laughs) I was was screaming down for everybody. Um, I was in North Carolina last night. Um, They Um, had a ball.
2: um, I
3: had a ball last night. I had such a good time. I had such a good time supporting the prodigy.
1: This weekend I took it easy. You know, I play the drums at church. So that's always, you know, my Sunday. Uh in mor- well, not in the morning. We go we start church kind of late, which I don't know. <laughs> I did not know you was a drum player.
2: <laughs> Word. Mm, awesome.
1: Yeah, so that's been really good. Not the church uh, drummers, they are always sluts <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you telling my business? Okay. Every subtle, subtle, every subtle. every time, I mean, subtle,
1: you know, subtle, <laughs> <Okay>. subtle, <slutty. laughs> okay. I love On it. The low, okay, I went
0: to the Maldives last week, y'all. Oh, yeah, that's right, and oh, that's it, good, it was freaking beautiful. It was beautiful, but I'm glad that I'm <laughs> traveling a little more because I'm learning what I like and what I don't like when it comes to where I travel to. And mm. so this is one of those places where if you want to be secluded and off the grid, this is for you. <laughs> because the <laughs> internet sucks, The um, we're, you're on an island. And so some of the most secluded resorts, you're just stuck there (laughs) and you're stuck in paradise it's beautiful but if if you don't like the food which i did not this is the worst experience travel food experience i've ever experienced the food was nasty the food was unseasoned nasty and just not good Um, (laughs) and because you're stuck in an island there's no uber or doordash to um save you because it only the only thing on this island is the resort is <laughs> no wow. and well, so, that's late. yes so it's no kind of But also that that that's another element is there's no social thing. so sometimes when you go on a vacation you know you got the luxury of wherever you you know the beauty of wherever you're at but it also you can go hit the club you can go there's some type of social element that you can do right there is none of this <laughs> there is no this oh. is some this is some blades where you take your love. You take this is it's it it's romantic, um, and y'all are just want to y'all don't want to see a lot of people. I did a drone mm-hmm. video that I posted on my Instagram, and if you look, it looks like I'm on the island by myself because um. in that, that time of the day it's so big that. Wasn't nobody there that time of the day? Nobody was there, and so I'm literally looking like I'm on this abandoned island, alone, and in that situation, it for me, who likes to socialize in a, on a certain level,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it wasn't good for me. It would have mm-hmm. been good if I had somebody there, and it was like a romantic trip, but it was me and my homegirl. We split the cost of the trip to make it affordable mm-hmm. for us, and so. Right, right. And so since that was the case, and we got it through a, the tour guide, and you get what I'm saying? So it was certain things that um, made it be able to be possible, but this is definitely not something that I would do um, again. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. go to this particular place. It was just again. too isolated. It was too isolated. It was too, uh-huh. it was too much for me. I need to be somewhere where I can go and, and be in the culture of the people. Like, like right. go to the market, go to their stores, go to their restaurants, go to, you get what I'm saying? But this is mm-hmm. not that, you are on a resort, you are stuck, they give you a certain time to come eat that they're gonna cook for you, a certain oh. time for breakfast, a certain time for lunch, a certain time for dinner. Um, now there's, Things that you can do, like they can take you on this this excursion. They can take. Was there like some
1: stores and stuff that like grocery stores nearby or nothing? No, this
0: is not a city. This is not a. This is this is a island.
1: Mm. (laughs) Period.
0: Where it Mm. is just a resort there, and so yeah, there was a store, as in like a souvenir shop.
1: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But but like outside of those meals, you might be able to get a bag of chips, but that's about it. No, you're not going to get a bag of chips. No.
0: Like nothing, none, (laughs) nothing that you will get at a grocery store. No, none of that. There is nothing to save you when it comes to the food. (laughs) Unless you go get you some poles and go (laughs) fish yourself. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's nothing to save you across. Wait, you
3: can't cook your own food.
0: No, you ain't got no kitchen.
3: Oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) It's nothing to save you. Ain't no kitchen. This is. Honey, they gave you this beautiful bathtub and shout It's a luxury place. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You come out, like I have another video I have, all this on my Instagram. If you come out and it's just water oh, wow. and you can step down into the ocean from the villa, like you could just suck down into it. And it's stingrays oh. and sharks and turtles swimming all wow. around you and they friendly, they are not like, trying to eat you they
2: just
0: they just regular yeah yeah and so it's wild because it's it looks beautiful it's nice but nothing mm -mm. it was nothing um to do socially and nothing to do um nothing to save you if you want some type of food so anyway
1: how did how did you get like did you have to take like did you have to like fly in uh, a couple you know what I mean like did you have to fly in a couple different places to get out there so we we flew
0: we flew to um, Doha, which is in Qatar. That right. was like a fourteen hour flight, and then we flew from Doha to the Maldives, which was which is like a five hour flight.
1: Oh, okay, so, so there's like a major air. There's like a major major airport there. In Maldives not in the
0: Maldives. Doha mm-hmm. is um, in Qatar, which is like the Middle East. Mm-hmm or, but you place. flew from
1: there to the
0: Maldives to the Maldives. Yeah. And the Maldives okay. is just a small, small little sea um, airport. Oh,
3: and then so you, you took take,
0: like a, then you take you a like boat a... to the island.
3: Uh, you uh, oh, you
0: okay. yeah. So, you, wow. You, okay. two, basically, you, you do a transfer, you fly to Doha, um, then Doha to Qatar, and then Doha to the Maldives. And then when you land, the resort has a boat that picks you up, and they take you to the island. The boat takes you to the island,
3: uh,
0: and so, okay. like, oh, it's two. Some some of them have a, a plane that can, like, a little seaplane. You know yeah. the 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 planes that have the little flotation oh, yeah. devices on the bottom of them. They'll have uh-huh. them, but we didn't we didn't do that. We did um, the our hotel didn't have that. Our our hotel had little boats, and so. Um, you get the boat and they drive you down to the island. And when you get to the island, you realize that this is a little island with only thing on the island is the resort. <laughs> and that's it. Wow. So what I wanted, why I wanted to bring that up. So that it was amazing in the sense of the beauty of it, the beauty of where you're of at, me. the water, the animals just running around the birds, the b- fucking fruit bats. I posted those too. There's bats. It just kind of is. I thought bats only came out at night but apparently in other parts of the world bats don't come just come out at night baby bats is flying around like birds.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: and so they okay. were they were tipping around and flying across the, the sea to another island. <laughs> it was wild. So I was like, "Oh. Damn, and they they're like as big as chihuahuas." That's how big the bats are. No. Yeah.
1: No. No. <laughs> they
0: were huge. No. And so the, and no, they they're just jumping stop. around wait, 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 like wait, monkeys. Wait. wait, wait.
1: The bat <laughs> uh uh the yeah, bat as big as a chihuahua, yeah. The bat, the bat was,
0: was as big as like a like a large chihuahua, like
1: the wingspan, just like <laughs> no the no. wings
0: was bigger. I'm talking about the body of it. The body no, of it is like the no. size of a chihuahua, and they are walking around like <laughs> pigeons. So I want you to not like pigeons, wow. but you know how pigeons just kind of be around? They're like not whatever. really scared yeah. of you. That's <laughs> yeah. how they were. They were up in the trees, hanging upside down, but they'll come down <laughs> and um, go to, to another tree, like it's no tea. <laughs> so they're acting mm. like this is a, their norm. So yeah. um, the same thing with the stingrays. The stingrays was kind of just tipping around. Um, the sharks, the, the the their black tip reef sharks, that they don't really bite they don't they're not aggressive they can't bite but um they don't they're because they're used to human and and humans are yeah. bigger than them they don't really come fuck with you um and because you on a reef and because you're on this resort they're used to human being there so it's almost like any like an animal like a squirrel yeah, that they know you there they ain't gonna get close to you but they ain't gonna come to you either. You get what I'm saying? They like a squirrel. <laughs> so they yeah. was all in the water. They were all a bunch of them. And then they range from like the size of your phone <laughs> to the size of your couch. <laughs> well, like a sofa, like a little the, I'm talking the about the they're not that fat. No, no, no. The sharks. They're not oh, not, the shark. not, not as fat as your couch, but as long as your couch. So, but there's some baby ones that's like <laughs> Mia. That's like the size of your phone. <laughs> it was all kinds of shit that I was like, whoo, what is going on here? <laughs> I had got the first, well, the first thing I did was jump in the water. And then I got up and we were sitting on the little deck and I looked down and I was like, wait, them me some fins and three sharks just flow under our house like just not float but um swim under our house just where i had just been and i was like oh shit so i had to look <laughs> <I> had to <laughs> Google what kind of sharks these is so i googled it yeah. was like these are normal common reef sharks they don't they don't let me not, say, I'm not i'm not i'm i keep saying they don't bite these are sharks if just like a dog got teeth they got teeth and they will bite if they need right. to bite but It is very uncommon for them to eat. They like, it's no cases where they eating fucking humans. (laughs) And only time that they are, um, that they will bite you is this is what they said. They said, if you are kind of just floating in the water and not moving and they can't gauge the size you are, they'll come up and try to get a little piece. (laughs) Oh, no. just <laughs> like if they see a little limb, your little feet just kind of just chilling, they'll come up and say, dude, let me see what this tastes like. <laughs> That's if you're not moving. So they tell you. No, don't. <laughs> so they'll tell you, don't wade in the water. They specifically will say, don't wade in the water. If you're going to be in the water, move around so they the can water. see your size, so they can see how big you are, they can see the whole thing. So they they give you all these kind of warnings or whatever. Um what
1: else? What else? That's what else? Wild.
0: But any of that way, like, I'm telling that it's beautiful. I, I think it should be on anybody's bucket list. It's not something mm. that um I will do again, but it is it's something that I think everybody should experience because this secluded, beautiful island that's like, oh God, with these it's beautiful yeah. water, beautiful animals, just everything. It's beautiful. So definitely experience it. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Whoa, whoa. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic act. What's basic <laughs> for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. The cisgendered heterosexuals are right. I am following their conversations and they all seem like a cry for help. Particularly this conversation about it's not being enough feminine women anymore. And if they anti-black they say especially in the black community. Sometimes they will hide behind the soft life movement. As a person of multiple marginalized identity, I do not have the luxury of frolicking through life. I, unfortunately, have the constant and unyielding task to reduce my harm. Harm because of my gender, harm because of my race, Harm because of my body, harm because of my gender identity, harm because of my queer sexuality, harm because of my socioeconomic status. Because of the frequency of those harms, I have to be the one, Neo from the Matrix. I have to be Bruce Leroy. I have to be a super Saiyan motherfucker. I got to read minds like Professor X just to have safety. The practice of that self-advocacy to keep myself safe and defend me from that harm, a learned self-advocacy practice that I not only learned from my own experience, but that has been passed down to me generation after generation Because my great, 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 great ancestors had to deal with the same level of harm. Or more. With even more complexity. That active, defensive practice becomes my instincts. It becomes my expertise. Instincts that have a long history of protecting me from not only racial-based violence... But gender-based violence, religious-based violence, all types of harms. Those instincts, that expertise, that self-advocacy to you may come off brash and harsh and hard. It can come off masculine to you because your ideals of femininity is rooted in servitude, submission. You getting what you want, you doing, you saying what you want without consequence. And we just bow down. We do not have the luxury of being the femininity that you want us to be. It costs us too much. It makes us too vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable to the harms of the world it makes us vulnerable to the men you act like don't exist the minuscule bad apples that you don't want to be compared to like a fucking cop it makes us too vulnerable to the Karen that will literally destroy our livelihood if we don't speak to them nicely in the morning at work our silence is seen as aggressive if I dress the feminine way that attracts men, even if it's modest, you will use that as an excuse when I'm being sexually assaulted. So even when I perform that level of femininity, I still, as a black trans woman, do not have access to the spoils. I do not have access to the social capital. I do not have access to the bounty. I do not have the access to the privilege. I do not have the access to the pedestal. I do not have the access to the protection that comes if I am a cis, het, skinny, white, blonde woman. And even when she performs it To its highest pitch, she is going to be harmed by the patriarchy. My ancestors have laid a foundation to where I don't have to fully invest in the respectability politics of femininity. I still have to, but not in the way that they used to. We have to refuse to get on that hamster wheel of femininity. We are feminine enough just by being who we are. We can define what feminine is to us. Setting boundaries that keeps you in healthy relationship with people is not masculine. It's smart. It's healthy. It's mature. You can do that in a dress. You can do it in suits. You can do it with no makeup on. You can do it with long hair, short hair, however you express yourself. You do not have to abide by these rules. You can be soft when you are allowed to be soft. You can be hard when you need to be hard. You can be both freely, balanced. And whoever you run across that is going to resonate with that, is going to resonate with that. If a motherfucker wants you to be soft, they will make you feel safe. They will create an environment For you to be comfortable, to express yourself in the most feminine, the most masculine, the most whatever gender expression that you want. Because this is a safe environment for me to be all myself, my whole self. For me to bring all that I bring to the table, which is going to be masculine and feminine. I won't have to sit my brain to the side to make you feel manly. I don't have to be slim, light-skinned, and small to make you feel accomplished as a man amongst your peers. I can just be me. They will create that environment. And if they don't, bitch, you do. You create that environment for yourself. Don't have no motherfucker in your circle or body that don't allow you to be all yourself. Period. And trans people, we didn't break this mold That we were supposed to be in based on our assigned gender at birth to repeat some of the same shit in our community as we get older. We didn't go through that shit to be in the boxes that these sis had created. We're creating something new. Be flexible. Be free. We have to be the examples for a new way of being. We can't just repeat and assimilate. That is not working. But that's all I got to say. This has been Trans 101. (laughs) Was that really 101? That might went a little deeper than 101. And this is a friend. This is somebody who I consider my gay mother. Um, She is 50. It was her birthday trip for herself and she was going to go alone, but because she hit me up and she was like, yo, I'm going alone. um, But if you go with me, we can split it and it could be real reasonable for us. And I was like she told me the price. I was like, "Oh, that's that's a that's just a gig like I could do a speaking gig for that." And you know, cool, let's do it. And so we she, she set it up to where we could pay payments on it for, you know, I think we we started like 6 months ago. And I was like, "Okay, mm. so let's go. Let's do the thing." So it was able to it was able to be reasonable cuz I the whole trip cost me like $2600. So it was nothing uh-huh. that was out of reasonable. So I was like, okay, cool. So in my brain, I was like, what could go wrong? <laughs> because I know this is somebody that I know. This is somebody that I, you know, been knowing her for shit 15 20 years. Um I know what she give, I know her personality, I know how it works. So it but we we're we're going to we're going to be in the same room together. So anyway, so, you know, if you're going on a trip with your people, with somebody, with a friend, before y'all go, y'all might be y'all might plan on what y'all want to do, what y'all going to wear, mm. what y'all whatever shit that y'all got planned. Y'all might talk about it or whatever. So, mm. in the conversations before we go, she is um talking about Taking pictures, doing certain type of pictures, what outfit she wanted to wear, yeah, yeah.
3: make content,
0: and make well, she's not really a content creator, but you know, maybe something a little real, something just to do it or whatever. So cool. Mm-hmm. Now, photography is a skill. Okay, anybody can take their camera and snap some pictures of you. But to make a beautiful picture, there is an artistic eye that you need to have, right? So there is a skill that comes with photography. I am blessed with a skill. I am blessed with that skill. I can take Mm -hmm. beautiful pictures of people. Mm -hmm. I have taken photography classes. I have taken art classes that revolve around photography. It is something that I can do, okay? Mm -hmm. And so in this situation, I am a person who I'm in this situation a lot, not just this one, but I'm in this situation a lot. I'm a person that will go out with my friends and I will take beautiful pictures of them and they will not take beautiful pictures of me. (laughs) 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 They will try. You get what I'm saying? They will try. They will get the camera. But because they don't have an eye for Mm -hmm. it, it just Mm -hmm. looks like, oh, I held the camera up and pressed. (laughs) the button (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're not thinking Mm -hmm. about your background (laughs) they're not thinking about your posing they're not they're not looking at what's happening in the way that i am i'm the type of that will come up move hair out your face you know put no put your leg this way point your toe this way and having i'm just i'm just that's just me and so Mm -hmm. i don't expect that from other people so usually if i'm in a situation i usually won't have pretty pictures uh, or i'll have eh, some that's oh this is nice but i usually have to do my own picture set up a tripod do you know do something where i am doing it myself okay mm-hmm. so i knew going into this that i was going to take some pictures of her i knew that that was going to be a part of the trip so i was like sure i, I knew that that was going to be it and She's not somebody who you just take pictures. You have to be her art director. Like you gotta be her creative director. You have to style her. (laughs) You have to, you have to, um, talk her through the outfits and tell her what looks good, tell her what doesn't look good, huh? And that could be fine. Yes. Yes, it is (laughs) fun for a day. (laughs) <laughs> it is fun for a day but it is not fun for a whole vacation trip for me to do i'm not your personal mm. photographer mm. i know coming into this and i'm there's going to be some things sometimes that i'm going to take your pictures but all right, all right. what she was expecting was photo shoot level is we're not talking about oh we're walking down the street oh take my picture next to this click We're talking about planned outfit photo shoot, lighting, (laughs) photo shoot level pictures. You get what I'm saying? That's what what I'm talking about. You said lighting. Yes. (laughs) Right, like she ordered roses for a (laughs) a rose petal photo shoot, different outfits. So it got to the point where it started to be, oh, you didn't even consider that I wanted my own time. And I wanted my own time for myself. She literally had. So I'm thinking, okay, the first in my brain, I'm like, oh, the first day, we gonna first two days. I, I said two. The first two days, we're gonna get all these photo shoots out of the way and we're gonna do our thing and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But baby, we got the we got the photo shoots done. <laughs> we got the, some of the photo shoots done. Baby, she wanted there's other, she there's other outfits. She basically she wanted pictures in every outfit. That she brought, with no. But she didn't get
1: heads up before y'all got there. Like, hey, so while
0: we're here? I'm, I just for my brain, because I'm a person who takes pictures myself. I'm not expecting me to be the person that do every one of your pictures. I'm expecting right. you to do right. some of your Unless own you, pictures, yeah, yeah that's and figure it out on your own. <laughs> but you, get what I'm saying, I know, I understood that I'm gonna do, I, I knew there was gonna be a rose one. I knew that there was gonna be a blowing dress one. I knew that that's something that she wanted. And so for me in my brain, I was trying to make this, this is a part of, I had already done a video for her birthday, a birthday video for her, but this also was just a part of her birthday experience in my brain, how my, I processed it. This was yeah. me doing something nice for her birthday. like. Not only, but coming and um, not coming as for her birthday, I'm coming for me. Um, but doing this part, making sure that this this because right. I know this is her extra. birthday trip, a little extra. And so I knew the first two days in my brain, we're I'm gonna take care of her pictures and da 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 da. But by day three, I'm gonna now it's time for me to think about. I am on a vacation for myself. Right. I need my own okay. pictures. I'm on my own pictures, I need my own me time. I wanna go lay on the beach and sunbathe and swim and be looking <laughs> at the sharks right. and the sea slugs and all this kind of stuff. I want it to be but in you my you been own saving
2: space. up too.
0: Right, cause I also saved up to be on this trip as well. Right. So, right. you know, in my brain, right. I felt like, let me give you the first two days and boom, part of this is my fault. Like <laughs> it feels like I'm always in a situation where I'm, I'm catering to people in a way that I that I'm trying to balance. And then but when it comes to my own my needs, there's no kind of sense or idea of my my needs. Mm. And so we got in this argument at the table. Now the argument started about, um, just some some bullshit. She said some condescending shit that um annoyed me. It was very condescending, um, her tone. And I was like, and because we're just now coming, we were estranged for about eight years. And so we just mm-hmm. now coming back into our friendship. And I said, back in the day I would let you slide, but this now I'm not letting you slide. You say some smart shit, I'm I'm gonna say some, I'm gonna call it out. I'm gonna say some uh, Mm -hmm. smart shit back to you and let you know that it's not cute. she said this smart shit and then she didn't understand why I felt like it was condescending. And then she says, and she was like, oh, now you're being condescending. So we go into this back and forth and I don't back down. I don't hold the peace. Normally I would hold the peace. I would be like, oh child, all right, girl. But because we're in a new era of our friendship, I'm not, I'm no longer doing that. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to know when you're being late because what what happened in the past is you'll be late i'll let it go you'll be late i'll let it go you'll be late i'll let mm-hmm. it go and it's it's just a constant buildup to where i blow up right. Right,
2: right, right, <laughs> but right.
0: if right. i let you know it won't be a blow up it'll be a child you okay. whack this shit is late don't do that you got me fucked up in this in a small little blow up you get what i'm saying just a small little situation right. And so, and so in the conversation, when we were arguing, she was like, you're my friend. I, would, I wouldn't wanna be like that to you. Why would I do that? And this is something that has happened in our past as well, where sweetie, how you think we should be as friends is not how your behavior reflects. So it's like some dude um, that always like, say you dating a guy, and he is, and every time y'all go to the party, he makes you the butt of the joke.
1: Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. every time
0: you are at this party, he's he's belittling you. He's This is not what she does to me, but I'm just giving you an example. She's belittling you, but it's he just does it. It's just his natural, sarcastic, mm-hmm. shady self. And then you tell him, but he says, why would I want to belittle you? I care about you. I don't know, motherfucker, but you do. <laughs> that's how you would be. That's how the situation would be. Mm. You want to think that we're in a situation where you care or where you wouldn't, but you do. But it's not just me. And I because I know you, it's not something you just do to me. It's something you do to everybody around you. And I see mm. it. It is your, I. if I'm to be honest, I think that she has a narcissistic personality disorder. I think mm. if I was to diagnose her, that's what I think that she has. And so she has this real low self esteem to where she has to be superior. She has she's in competition yeah. with everybody. Yeah. She's in da 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 da. But she knows how to p- pretend that she's not. But you can tell by what she says that this is what it is. <laughs> and then she will wonder why people don't want to be around her. She will think that it's oh they're jealous of me. But no, it's because you're a bitch. And you are condescending and you say smart shit just naturally or you say smart shit or competitive shit When you don't need to so her mom now, this is her mother Her mom Is a boisterous personality, okay, she is a personality that is that just commands attention. She's friendly. She's lovely. She's personable She's a social butterfly and so Her mom for Halloween is a type of, she's older, she's like 73, in her, now she's not in a nursing home, but she's in one of those senior living places. Her Um, mom is a type that even if she wasn't supposed to come in a costume, she's coming in a costume. (laughs) Her mom is like that. So her mom came in a costume for Maleficent, as Maleficent, and she looked great, amazing. The the mom killed it in her nursing home. (laughs) B, (laughs) makeup, stunning, horns, sickening at 73, y'all, wore it out. Now, maybe like a year before, this costume, the daughter, my friend, went to the Tom Joyner cruise, and she had the same outfit on. Like, it's it's her outfit. Her mom Mm -hmm. used it as the costume. So when she shows me her mother's, now, mind you, I'm friends with her mother and her in the sense of I talk to them and, and we engage with each other. So she shows me her mother's costume. Of course, I know who costume it is because I've seen it before because the daughter had it on. But the when the mother does it, I'm like, oh yeah, she wore it out. She looks sick because okay. she does it her own way. Right. She says, you know, that's my costume, right?
1: Yeah, that's weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, maybe if I I was some stranger, you needed to tell the stranger, yeah, it's my costume too. But I'm somebody that's been around. I know where the costume come from. I know it's your costume and your mother right. brought it from you. But right. why did you need to tell me to emphasize that it's your costume <laughs> because this little moment you wanted to share with me that no it's, I don't want my mother to get all the credit I want to be somewhere right. because you're showing my mother love about how sick that she is in this maleficent costume I need you to know that is my costume there's a childish way like that yeah. that she will yeah. say and do things but when you call it out She'll flip it. She'll turn it. No, I just was saying, no, you're in competition with people. And those little things pop out and people notice it and it's annoying. She's annoyingly boastful. If you say you did something and you're just talking about it, say it just randomly come up. Oh, I did that too. But add the sun, moon and the stars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is constantly, Oh, if I went to uh, if somebody says just that's just y'all know people like this where they always have to one up you or they always have to tell you about how mm-hmm. much something costs that they have when you didn't. Oh, my God, where did you get those shoes? I'm asking you where you got those shoes from. I'm not asking you how much it costs. So if you say, oh, I got these from Neiman Marcus or I got these from Ross, I got that it would be normal. But she'll say. I got these from Nima Marcus and they cost me
2: $6,000.
0: Oh, not, <laughs> that's, I'm, that's an example, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. something like oh, yeah. that. She's this type of person.
2: Mm-hmm. Why
0: me and her have worked for so long is because those things don't intimidate me. Those things don't make me feel any kind of way. I could be friends with both for people because I have my own shit and usually shit that they value, I don't value. Like I don't look at niggas' cars. I don't look at niggas' shoes. I don't look at, that ain't really my tea. I'm a thrifting ass bitch. I'll have something on from Louis Vuitton and something on from Goodwill and you wouldn't motherfucking know cause it's gonna be flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't, that's how we we worked at some point because I was able to ignore this about her. But because I have changed as a grown woman and I don't want our relationship to go back to what it was, I have I have made the rule of I am going to call you out every single time you do something, you say something, any kind of shady thing you say, I'm going to call it out when it happens and I'm going to push back on you because in our previous iteration of our friendship, that did not happen. And I felt like I was being a pushover. So that's Uh. my question to y'all. Do y'all have friends who have personality clashes with y'all that, but this is a part of her personality that I don't think she's ever gonna fix because this Uh. is so embedded dealing with trauma, trying to get attention when she was younger with her flamboyant mother. Do you see what I'm saying? This comes from Mm -hmm all her growing up so this is not going to change about her and she's a pleasant part of her is pleasant when she wants to be like i can deal with her for like three 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 days at the most (laughs) but if i'm in long periods of time it gets annoying to me and this was one of them because i felt like my my needs wasn't being met and you being condescending and you being making smart little statements let me give you one more example before i before y'all answer the question Okay, so, so we're coming back from the airport after all this has done, she gets a cart for her bag, the cart that you put your your bags on right at the airport that little metal thing that holds just your, your suitcases. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes. So she's pushing one of them carts around. I don't move. I don't like them because I don't they don't move. I feel like I can move faster when I'm, I'm holding my bag, not the suitcase, mm-hmm. but the little carry on bag. <laughs> so, I feel like I can move faster. So, we stop in Burger King and get something to eat. But she has a cart. And so, I'm like, oh, when she gets the cart, I put my bag on the cart. Her bag. So, we just got just carry on bags. And so, she gets the cart. I stand in line, get my food, go get us a table. So, because there's right, a bunch of people here. Go ahead. Y'all
3: um, got a cart for carry on bag.
0: Yes, because she doesn't want to carry them. <laughs> but if you're going to push but the cart, cool. I'm going to put my bag on it, too, if that's what you want to do.
3: bitch, I'm cut. I'm
0: <laughs> so not luggage bags because they are they're in checkout. We already checked them. It's just what carrying I don't so. want to give that right (laughs) so we we get something to eat i go i get i go take my tray and go find us a place to sit because it was busy in there so i wanted to secure us a table so nobody would take it so we wouldn't stand in with our food so i'm sitting down waiting for her to come over with her food because her order was right after mine and she says um and i don't see her coming i'm like what is taking her so long so i see her coming around the corner with the carry on with the cart with the carry ons and her tray. So she is struggling with carrying the tray and pushing the cart. And so when I walk up, so when I see her struggling, I get up to come over to grab the bags off the cart. And I say, you the one who decided to get a cart because I thought the cart, you get what I'm saying? If we're going to eat, it doesn't make sense for you to get it. it's going to be in the way in my brain. So I say, Oh, you're the one who wanted to get a cart. Her response was, if I have to explain to you why a cart is easier. I don't know what to say. So weird. in my brain, weird. I'm like, That's... this is <laughs> not about me not being able to understand why a cart is easier, easier oh. if you're just pushing a cart. This is about you're not just pushing the cart. You're carrying a tray and pushing a cart. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so right, it's not right, easy right. if you're struggling, you're literally sitting here struggling. I have to get up out of my seat to come help you because you're struggling. <laughs> so clearly it's not easy. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you explain it to me why the card is easier when you didn't have the tray is not the problem. It's the fact that boom. So she will say little stuff yes. like that, that will, oh, if I was, if geez. I was in a bad mood, if I was at a, I will <laughs> cuss her ass out, bitch, don't play with me because you're being <laughs> condescending. You're trying to make me seem like I'm the stupid person in this situation when
1: yeah, it's not, not necessary. Right. <laughs> it's
0: unnecessary. When, when you could have laughed and said, girl. Help me with this car. I literally, she didn't even have to say that. I was already getting up walking towards her to help her because I see her struggling. And you uh-huh. getting smart, but this is just her. So this is so that so that's another example. So that's what I'm asking y'all. Do y'all have friends in your life that have idiosyncratic like personality flaws or character flaws? That's not like, oh, I'm stealing, not something big like that, but something like this that you deal with y'all friendships that they'll never change, but it is something that you absolutely hate. And how do y'all navigate that? Do y'all deal with that on any level?
1: I'll say this, like I've definitely dealt with people that I love in my life who have these type of uh, personality things going on. And I wish I knew how to have healthier boundaries in the past around that, but that's, that's, that's one of the ways I approach it is just around boundaries. And, and I mean, that sounds like that's the same thing that you did too, right, which was like, I ain't gonna let this slide. Like, this is my, I have a clear, like, like, I know that's what I used to do, but we're not there no more. Um, and so that's been a part of how I've approached some of that, um, is to try to have better boundaries especially if it's somebody that i love and i want you know i want to keep in my life and it's not like you know because some people i'm just like yeah that's gonna be that's a little too much right but it's like well, if it's somebody i love right exactly and so it's like when it comes to folks that i love in my life i think a lot of it is just really trying to have boundaries and also um yeah I'm you know, I'm always here for like everybody needs a therapist. So like you know what I'm saying? And you know, what I know about folks who have narcissistic personality disorder, most of them are like absolutely not. Or like skirt around it and find every excuse known to man, acrobatics, flips, you know what I'm saying? Set up an appointment always cancel, like there's always gonna be an excuse. Um because it's not them, it's you. Right, exactly. Right. And it's like they don't think, you know, they're human beings. I'm like, you're a human being. So, like, any human would respond this way. Like, you're not exempt from, you're not Superman or Superwoman or whoever, you know, Meteor Man or whoever, you know, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not like, Meteor you're Man. not a superhero. <laughs> All right. You're not a superhero. Right. You're not Black Panther. Like, you're a person. And so, yeah. So, I just try to have boundaries because it sucks because when it's folks in your life that you love. And you can't make them get it because it is a personality disorder too, right? And so it's like there are certain things that a person that has narcissistic personality disorder is gonna just do that are like think because it you know the certain check a box, check a box, check a you know it's just certain things that's just gonna be like cyclical in a way. It feels like at least in my experiences, it's, it's felt like it's almost like a cycle. But um, yeah, I just try to. Have some boundaries with it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you gotta protect you. You gotta yeah. protect yourself and you don't want it to, you know, uh, I don't know what the saying is, but there's some saying about like boundaries help, helps us stay close or something like that. Yeah, boundaries. Um, uh, Queer Walk talked about it in, um, not.
0: <laughs> Money talked about it on Queer Walk recently in, you know, how we use boundaries in the current culture's culture moment is not actually what it is boundaries are how you stay in relationship with people exactly people people people, um people make boundaries like they are a fence but they're not a fence they are exactly they they want to keep you in but this is how you stay in Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. um it's not to keep you out it's to this is what I need from you to for you to stay in and she she explains it much better than I did um on Queer Walk um but yeah that's what it is and I feel like that's what I'm trying to do because I I do love this person there is a Mm -hmm. charm about her even with the negative narcissistic things I definitely if it was a man I would definitely not be with her in regards to like in a relationship hell no but because she's my friend there's a And it's just that I, especially in a normal setting, I can just not deal with her for a couple of days. Like, oh, she's getting Mm. too much and
1: I could just not deal Mm. and we come back and it'd be normal. Um, Mm. So- And you said too, with the trauma, it's like most folks that have narcissistic personality disorder is connected to some like deep childhood trauma type stuff, oftentimes.
3: I don't really have a lot of friends. But I choose it to be that way. Cause I'm really empathic. I'm really empathetic. And um I feel things very um hard. So like it's hard for me to put myself into something because I know when I put myself into something, my all my emotions are gonna be into it. So I'd rather pour myself into individuals that I know that I can trust with myself because I mm-hmm. know that if i put myself into this person and i've been nothing but genuine and i've done i've done uh what i've wanted to somebody that i would want to myself and you and you bite me it's it it really bothers me it really bothers me so Mm -hmm. i try i try to like as i've gotten older when i was younger everybody was my friend you met me the first day you was my friend (laughs) we 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 had a lot of things in common when we was friends but um, as I've gotten older, I've been, um, which, uh, what Erica Bobby said, um, I pick my, I pick, pick my, my friends
0: shrimp. like I pick my there I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: That's, right. And that's what I do. I, I I pick my friends like I pick my fruit. you know, check it out. See what's going on first. And then I open up now that I'm mm. older. I mean, I don't, that something like that. That's so deep rooted um um that trauma i don't think it could be corrected so um i've never had a friend like that but i've definitely been around narcissistic behavior like whatever he said anything he said couldn't be wrong even if he knew mm-hmm. it was wrong it was right, right.
1: just nonsensical <laughs>
3: just my mind like, literally charts for that say I'm right, you're wrong and that stuff like that. But I used to I used to think it was cute, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, bitch, you need to um <laughs> you're not right all the time, you know.
1: Right.
3: The when even if we are right about things, we can always grow, like, always be with and and be studious because we don't know everything. Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I've dealt with that type of personality before, but I don't think I've ever had uh, friends that that have personally
1: done. I think you. I've had friends
0: that have you know just little. I I feel like. <laughs> this might be controversial, but I feel like all trans people got what I call tick tick booms. Y'all all y'all hoes crazy.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> look, so
0: you you know, so I'm like, I always feel like there's something and when you be when you be friend uh, one of us uh, i it's something that's there that i gotta deal
1: with when it comes can, to- can i <laughs> let me let me add on to that too let oh, me add well, on to that i don't yeah.
3: know if i want to claim the boom now i was thinking about like you know when you be in public and people say stupid shit, you just be okay bitch. that's it
1: you know i mean to your point diamond it's like you know i i've definitely you know over the years have understood more and more just like folks in our community we you know we just got a lot of shit going on first of all as black people we got a lot of shit going on then will also be trans or it'll also be queer and so my like the and this is this is another time where it comes into the social structure and the governing structure of the community. The social structure says oh no you cut that person off and you did it did it it but the social structure is not looking at all this other bullshit that we know they're juggling we're juggling the community is juggling da juggling and so you know, we have our own ways of, 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 of navigating that. And, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I've definitely talked to other trans guys who, uh, have been like, I, you know, other, you know, talking about other trans guys being like, drop the ball or they ain't follow through with this or they ain't did it. And I'm like, yo, what I've learned over over the years is. I can't be holding people on that. Right. Because so much stuff comes up in our community. Like I gotta have some flexibility and some room. Obviously people have to be accountable. Right. But just like that, you know, we're not out here living like cisgender people. I don't know what who told you <laughs> that your life was gone, like you're not dealing with no extra shit. But just like being your transition a little longer and you'll see that why, like, it don't matter, you know, especially for people who quote unquote pass or assume cisgender in their, in their daily life. It's like, that's just when I go to the grocery store and grab a cup, these are all inter, in, non inter, these aren't interpersonal interactions, right? Like these is just me getting some gas, me getting a da 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 da. But when it, when it comes into interpersonal situations or medical situation, and all this other stuff, like you realize like, no, you still are dealing with being trans and de- <laughs> like, that shit don't go away because you look a certain kind of way. Um, but, um, yeah, but anyway, but I've definitely encouraged more patience <laughs> with other people, particularly within our community, because, uh, you know, a lot of us are holding a lot of stuff, but it also mean, it don't mean like you put up with people's bullshit and let them play in your face. But, you know, yeah, I have like an extra extension around compassion, because we deal with a lot of shit. And a lot of times when people some fuck shit is, you know, it's, it is a response to trauma.
0: I think that I'm I'm like that. I think I can deal with people's things. It's just because her hers is so
1: um I mean it's fuck shit, Diamond. Like what you describe is like like Yeah, I, it's, yeah it's 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 yeah. a it's
0: a certain level. Like it's different if like there's some people who like they're they're too overly paranoid about being um passable or they're too overly paranoid about getting clocked. That's one, and this is just an example. It could be somebody who is um, like I have an aunt, that she's not trans at all, but, um, she's one of them aunts, she's one of them people that when she get around white people, she turn on her white bee, she cold switch, even if it don't got nothing to do, it's different when you cold switching <laughs> in the fucking interview to yeah. get this job. Right. Right. She cold switching at the fucking gas station. Bitch, why are you oh. cold switching in front of these people? Why are you doing oh. that? Like what? Like she always is trying to impress fucking white people. And so she mm. always cold switching, always. But that's How something about she? her. She's um fifty five. Okay. 55. Okay. Um, and she—that's just who she is. But that doesn't harm me. It's annoying. Right. <laughs> it's annoying, but it doesn't do anything to me. My friend mm. says smart shit that annoys me because it's always something to belittle. And it's not just me. I don't want to say right. that it's just yeah. me. I see it. I see her do it to other people. She's one of the people that complain about every fucking thing that is in comparative mode. Every, it's always comparing, belittling, boastful. And those things annoy me because it's an attack on who I am it's not it's not like my aunt cold switching that don't do that don't that's not a reflection of me or who i am mm-hmm. my intelligence my what i have blah, blah, blah. it's nothing about right. me so but i can deal with it because it's just something annoying but that's her so i can right. deal with right. it and or, you already you
1: got some space you can have some right, space i have yeah, a friend
0: yeah. who don't like walking okay <laughs> she don't like say we want to go somewhere uh, mm-hmm. I want to go somewhere and it's not that far. I'm a bitch who will walk. I'm not about to call a lift to go two blocks, girl. But mm-hmm. she's a girl that, honey, I don't want to walk. <laughs> I want to call a lift. That's not an attack on me. That's just an annoying thing about her. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's, I don't care about it because that's just her. That's who she is. That's what it is. Or say you meet a person who's picky about food. That don't do nothing to me. It's annoying when we go to a restaurant and bitch, you, we, you take forever to decide what you gonna eat. But that's your food. That's the shit that's gonna make you shit. It ain't gonna do nothing to me. <laughs> so I can deal oh, with those things. I can deal with those little uh, it's called idiosyncrasies. I can deal with those things. But hers are hers are sharp. Hers yeah, are yeah, daggers. That's what hers it are means something with, that with comes that. at you. It's hard to let roll off
1: you. So well, sometimes when you start doing new boundaries though, right, it's gonna be some resistance. And then longer you have those boundaries, yeah. oftentimes either that person's gonna, you know, respond and be like, "Oh shit, you you were serious about that," or or not. But you know, a lot of times when you start putting up them boundaries, there will be, you know, there's oftentimes a lot of pushback because folks ain't used to it. they used to doing whatever they, whatever they want. Right, and and I, mean, I think mean, that's where I'm at now. Because the benefits
3: like... when you don't have boundaries, if uh it benefits the opposite person because they're depending on what they're getting from um crossing your boundaries, they it benefits them a lot or yeah. However.
1: reinforce it, yeah. Especially
0: I mean, a narcissist. Especially a narcissist <laughs> who everything gotta be around them and they're attention about them and what they do and da 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 da. Not it's it's it and that and it's different if I wasn't making accommodations. Like if it would be different if she was just saying <laughs> smart shit and right. I ain't, I ain't spent the whole past two days taking photo shoots of your motherfucking ass. It'd be different if you said some smart shit and I um, made accommodations for you in many other ways. It just, it just I, I can't ex- describe to y'all how sometimes I be feeling like a fucking lackey in certain situations because I'm just, this is my friend and I'm just doing something nice.
3: Have you sat her down and told um, her all the things you've told us?
0: Yes. Okay. It's, it's, always, <laughs> it's always a spin. It's always you know I mean? a Republican spin. It's I, always, uh, yeah. It's always I a Republican it. spin. So, listeners, have y'all mm, been choices. in a situation where y'all have friends who have personality traits that are not gonna change? Like Mia said, this shit ain't go, honey it is going to take some work and it probably work that they don't want to do especially if they don't want to admit it wrong it's like how do y'all navigate those spaces do you have people that you are currently navigating with y'all experience and which y'all think hashtag
1: Marsha's play. i was on the uh, social medias and i ran into um a conversation amongst uh probably like 20 something Trans, white trans folks, and they were talking about um, just some of them were just like, I'm not even comfortable using non-binary because it just like they basically they were just like white folks have turned this into it's too convoluted and it's we don't know what's going on anymore. I'm just gonna I ain't even use the label, you know. So it was just like very interesting. To see this conversation happening back and forth between folks who probably a couple years ago would be like yeah i'm non binary or this is what i'm you know very kind of sure in the terms of definitions so to see young people in their 20s black folks who are trans in their 20s you know maybe mid-20s being like this is too much okay like y'all are doing too much with the language it's and these are you know folks in like you know, do work in the community and stuff. So it just, anyway, it just made me think about, you know, Kuja Jokalia, one of the principles of Kwanzaa, you know, self-determination, like what are ways that we define ourselves for ourselves, you know, um, that's sometimes it's outside of, you know, LGBT Inc or trans Inc or the dominant social structure around how we talk about sex or talk about gender, uh, gender identity and all that. So, you know, I think we've talked about this on the show in most social movements, they're gonna be centered in a white middle class experience, whether you're talking about the women's movement, whether you're talking about the movement around marriage for gay folks, where you're talking about LGBT, you know what I mean. So, like most social movements, it's not exclusively like this is about black people or people of color, it's gonna usually be social, you know, centering the experiences of, of, of folks who are middle class and white. And so. You know, I dropped that into that conversation. I was like, my thing to add is just like, you know, so it's, some of it is just, this is kind of normal, right? Um, in terms of who is driving that conversation and how if you don't necessarily aren't connected to the social structure and the language and all that kind of stuff, it, there, there can be a disconnect between that and what's happening in people's communities and their governance structures of the black community or this particular community, Latinx community, or what have you some clarity a
0: little bit on that. Mm -hmm. So when we say center, we're talking about the narrative that is told about movement. So like when we think about like the feminist movement, yeah, Betty Friedan and the feminine mystique and, you know, housewives wanting to be in their careers and not be, um, right? you know, not just be secretaries and not just be housewives and have like more careers outside of what they were stuck in, in that time. When we talk about the narrative of feminism and the narrative, and we talk about it in the movement in uh, in the history of it, yes, those things That's are going to be the narrative. Right? But but lived experiences. When we talk about um, gender equality and, and, and what fi- the core foundation of what feminism is. Black women had been doing that, trying to get equal treatment and fair treatment for work, pay, blah, 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 blah way before yeah. that that middle class movement even happened. People have already been, people had already been doing that, that kind of work and 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 pushing socially for us to be equal and for us to have equal opportunity, particular black women who, you get what I'm saying, when they came out of slavery and they were working, saying, yo, if I'm, if I'm doing the same work as this dude next to me, maybe black and maybe unfair, maybe sharecropping, I wanna get paid the equal amount that he's getting paid. I wanna be, th- th- those are conversations mm-hmm. that were being had and, and points that were being made. But when it comes to the feminist social movement, because we center whiteness in the middle class uh, usually that's the that's where when we tell the story of feminism that's where it starts at that's where mm-hmm. the the mainstream people want to make it start so yes yes but that's not so what you're saying is totally true when it comes to the stories that we tell in the narrative that we hear it is going to center that but that is not where and i'm not saying this to um as you didn't say it i know i know what you mean um <laughs> it is that is not how so the real lived experience social movement of people started
1: but when we tell yeah. the
0: story that's what happens
1: yeah and there's a lot of parallels too because during that time you know there were some white women who were feminists who would tell black women like what do you mean you uh don't want to you want to stay home and not be at work because black women have always worked always work like black, black women are always working for the most part and so you know, you had, you know, kind of, and and this is kind of, I mean, very, very much so parallels, right? Some of that, right? Where it's like, you have black women who were, like you said, organizing around gender equity and all this kind of stuff. And white women being like, no, you're not really a feminist because you want to take care of your kids instead of some rich white persons, right? For your job. And so, you know, and so it's kind of similar. It's kind of pair of, you know, actually, I'm glad you brought that up around, around, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it it kind of parallels that in terms of, you know, it's like, hey, so this is how y'all are talking about what it means to be non-binary. This is how y'all are talking about yes. what this experience is. This is how y'all are talking about. And while that there might be a there is a Venn diagram where that overlaps with black folks, brown folks da da da. da but the bulk of the black folks that is not where folks are actually kind of navigating that's why it's really really exactly. important to consider other people's
0: perspective and why intersectionality i know that's a, a buzzword for the woke people um but it's it's that's why but what what people didn't understand is that people who were trying to be respectable and when it was being respectable meant life or death or survival or access to resources being a man that made enough money to take care of his home to where his wife did not have to work, that was peak whiteness. When it comes to the social structure of the society at the time, it was peak whiteness. We want to be like this. You get what I'm saying? There was men who were Mm -hmm. saying, I want to be like the white men were, where their wives just sit in the house and be pretty and be whatever, I want my wife to be able to do that. I don't want my wife having to till the land. I don't want my wife having to pick cotton with me or or pick the share crop with me. I want her to be able to sit in the house and cook because that's what I see as the reflective family unit that y'all are saying is the Christian union, that y'all that is the status quo. I wanna be able to do that. And so, somebody being able to do that, a man, a light skinned man who has privilege, saying, Mm -hmm. I want to bring my wife into this situation in a new neighborhood and push that status quo, a white a white woman would not have that perspective because she's already in the status quo. She's already Mm -hmm. in the house with the man taking care of her.
1: You get what I'm saying? Even though she doesn't want to be. Exactly. Because they were leaving out poor white women too. Yes, absolutely. it's like like, no it was like a very centered set of experiences and so that's why a lot of the changes were really if you were a professional woman right like a lot of in terms of like around like uh and same thing with marriage right marriage yeah it's great uh queer people gay people can get married that's great but like that's really connected to this bigger picture around having money and assets and protecting your money wow. and, 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 and being and a property, property. Yeah. right? So, you know, and, inheritance. Um, mm-hmm. and so it so, yes, yeah, so I just thought it was really interesting that they were having this conversation because it's a conversation that's outside of that, too, right, like outside of that bubble. Right. And it's like right. that does not, you know, white middle class Center whatever the fuck like experiences and how folks talk about what it, their gender identity or talk about their gender expression doesn't is not it should not be privileged over <laughs> how other people talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But rather in my opinion just recognizes like this is the structure we're working with, just the language, you know, I can always come back to this. It's like this, these are just tools to facilitate a conversation. You know what I'm saying? And everybody identifies however they identify. But folks, and you know, I, I mean, because folks were like, you know, I, I feel like this, and I, but I just feel weird with the label and all this kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. What are y'all? What are y'all thoughts? Like fashion. My fashion is
0: intended to express my personal mood. My fashion is intended to indicate something to you. Um, i have this shirt on right now it says the best of 81 so this is nostalgic this is um this indicates my age it because it, it has a cassette player so that they don't even the folks that they, they don't even make cassette players no more so it's there's my fashion, for me is an expression of myself, is an expression of my gender. It gives you some type of information about me, but it's not gonna give you all the information about me. Yes, Mm -hmm. how I dress indicates something, but it Mm -hmm. it doesn't indicate the depth of me. And I think labels are like that. What I use to describe myself is intended to give you like whatever that little, what's that page of your resume that's just kind of like the general, the CC or what is it called? Um, oh, what CV? It, the CV, it's just a mm. general basic indication of who I am. You have to talk to me so I can give you the in depth of who I am. The language for me is, and la- la- not language, the, 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 the label is of, not the depth. It's not <laughs> right, the depth. Like, and, right. and if we understand that, it isn't that difficult. Um, and understand the fluidity of language. There are going to be some nuance to the word trans. There's going to be, and we needed to have a word like transgender, trans, that had more nuance because there's so many people that don't fit into the transsexual box. There's so many people that don't fit into the nine. Why we had to have a non binary label is because. We there are people who didn't fit inside the binary box, so that we create
1: we create these words and labels just to yeah, indicate but I want, something. But hold on, hold on, hold on, because before we got to non-binary, mm-hmm. before we started using that, folks were using genderqueer, genderfluid, gender like so non-binary, like non-binary like non-binary as a label as a term that would probably encompass genderqueer, genderfluid. And right, is that's is new? That is new, but the concept that is relatively is new. No, right, exactly. No, the concept's not new. <laughs> but that's to your point about language, right? It's like, so there's folks that think this is like this has been a thing. No, no, non binary is a term. It's, it's really kind of new in the last like t- mm-hmm.
0: 15 years or so. But think about how we shift in fl- the fluidity of other stuff that we that we deal with. Think about slang yeah. words, like when we say dope, or when we say, um, oh, that's lit, or whatever we say now that we didn't say 10 years ago, that we didn't say 20 years ago. When we think yeah. about nails, acrylic nails, we got the coffin, we got the lawn, we got the stiletto, <laughs> da, da, da. When before, it was a whole different style, I remember in the 90s when it comes to nails. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people, it just changed with fashion and people are not res- most people are not resistant to it there is a there people just go with the flow of whatever the the trends are okay but there are people who honey you see these um uh, cookout aunties with that same black lip, lip liner around their <laughs> lip in the red lip and and still doing that and won't let it go because that is just how they do you get what i'm saying that's just what they have been doing since the 70s or since wherever the time they pick that trend up and you gotta say ma'am come on let me get you into this brown liner because we we don't do black liner no more but they not gonna get out of it this is what they like this is what they do and the same thing is with our community there are some language that some trans people they is not getting out of it. This is my. This is my narrative. Yeah. This is my story. This is what I want. And da 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 And these new age people, Gen Zs and mm. Gen whatevers, is not about to tell me. And blah 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 blah. There are some people who can't go with the flow or feel like their own identity is being attacked because it has moved on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember. When I used to be able to, I needed to have the exact color red shoes, exact color red pants. I'm and I'm talking like a cookout auntie. Um, exact color red pants, exact color red shirt, this matchy, 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 and that was fly. But now y'all coming in with this color blocking stuff. And I, I'm not with that. Y'all, I don't like that. I ain't go you. I know y'all know old people like that with us with a, a way of looking. Um, a style mm. that they just can't get out of. The dudes have it when they wear these big but, ass oversized shirts that they can't, and oversized hands <laughs> that they not, and they not getting with the skinny jean look or the fitted jean look, they just right, not moving right. on. And there's some people that's not, right. with language is not going to move on. They're just not.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and, yeah. And also just with social movement, it's like most of the time it, it uses the story of the most vulnerable in the community. But that story gets driven by folks with more access and privilege. And that's with any movement, Um, even in our community, we (laughs) civil rights, you know, saying it was like, folks, you know, it wasn't for black folk. Um, But, uh, but, but, but are there other things, though, like, in terms of how we define ourselves for ourselves? Because one example also I was thinking about is like, you know, if you talk to gay people, cis gay men of a certain age, who's your divas? Who's your White? A lot of white folks will say Barbara Streisand uh-huh. and Madonna, and a lot of black folks will be like Janet, Janet, Jazz, right? Diana Ross. <laughs> and like that's another example of like it's like those are two different worlds. But then, but then the but the mainstream narrative will say gay people's music is Madonna. I think I told you I DJ. Listen, I DJ. One of the campus like ten percent society dances back in the day uh in madison and i remember i was playing like i don't know i wasn't playing madonna and folks came up to me and said this is a gay uh dance party we need you to play some gay music the whites white folks and i said well i'm gay i'm the dj okay and you know we're gonna do do brown and um have a good time <laughs> i'm gonna so i guess right, this now. <laughs> is, right exactly even though we're all gay like not everybody you know we got our stuff too you like, know, you don't know say you don't own the experience right. it, it, or, or the narrative you know
3: i wanted to ask you a question um because i i heard you um talk about uh, how tr- the world tr- the word transsexual is uh, no longer appropriate um if i'm gathering my uh right i believe that's what i heard what is the new definition of it
1: i don't know, i i i, I want to say i'm not saying that it's no longer appropriate because i think for some people it is in some spaces it probably still is i'm just saying it's not it's not the standard it's not common it's seen as antiquated. offensive by two yeah and yeah too an- antiquated too medical too and too many people find it offensive but that's not doesn't mean everybody finds it offensive <laughs> you know you know it's not really like, offensive like
3: cranny
1: because it's
0: medical and people are getting out of the mindset of trans just being medical you get what I'm saying because the definition of transsexual is you do medical shit to get you to crossover. Basically, basically that was a defining factor but now we are to the point oh, that we are except we are including people into the trans umbrella that saying that you don't need to be you don't need to have surgeries to be that's right
1: no i'm saying what? the transgender is the umbrella under yes. the umbrella are transsexuals technically mm-hmm. this is when i came in who might have surgery there's people that might not want to have like the umbrella is not the trans transsexual wasn't the i just want to be clear transsexual was not the umbrella the umbrella mm-hmm. was transgender Right, and then everything—cross dressers. Back in the day, it would be like cross dressers, transsexual, da 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 da, gender queer, gender fluid, gender fuck. So everybody is under this big umbrella, right? And I think what happened is people started uh, conflating transsexual and transgender.
3: And yes. It's like that's not the same
1: thing. Transgender is the um, like we're all trans, <laughs> and within that is transsexuals, whether or not you want to use that term or not. But the whole thing was the transsexual did the medical thing under this big ass umbrella of transgender but i also want
0: you to understand uh, in in the transsexual (laughs) under the transsexual are different types of transsexuals pre-op post-op nana so under that there is there is a whole level of people so there there are people who were who there's a uh in just the trans, the oh, I see what you're saying, you yeah, 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 saying? yeah. In yeah. just that area of people who consider themselves transsexual, there were some transsexuals who were like, You are not a transsexual unless you go out the way, you go to surgery. And there's a right, knows, right, I right. Know, yeah, I do recall, I recall, you see I'm what I'm saying, even that. within yeah. that group of that under that umbrella, there was a thing, and so people wanted to. Get out of the mindset of emphasizing the surgery part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, and the the freedom, it the people not having the freedom to d- get out of these boundaries that these words are making, they feel like that word is antiquated. Now, right. I say that, and I think that's important because there is a oh It's going to always, language is never going to be enough to explain everything. I just want that to be understood. Language is never going to be enough.
1: You know, a lot of places, depending on what state you live in, you have to have surgery. To get your identity documents a lot changed, of people. right? And so re- and so like, let like let's technically. be clear, <laughs> right, right. Technically, right. Technically, you're supposed to have whatever, total, transsexual, whatever, yes. SRS, surgical reassignment, all this other shit, right? What I, what, again, coming into a world where no medical shit, no da 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 da, where I stayed, it was like you have to at least have top surgery for them to say that you had. surgery you needed to change your gender right on right and so and then you had to do that to change your paperwork like you couldn't change i couldn't get my id changed unless i did this
0: words can put you in boxes that you don't fit it can put you in boxes that if you fit in it i get these resources if i don't i don't i can't be safe i can't be in a situation where i and and people can make all of those were
1: entangled The social aspect of transitioning the medical aspect of transitioning a surgical aspect a legal aspect all those things are different things and sometimes they overlap for folks and sometimes they don't and when they yeah
3: i get i get how um the the definition of it and consequences because of the definition um, of, okay, if you're gonna be a transsexual, you have to do this, this, and that. And since we know this, then it's um, the old school medical um, um, legal stuff was okay, you need to, if you're gonna be a transsexual, then uh, we're gonna have to make sure that you prove it. So now you have to get top surgery or you have to have a gender reassignment surgery in order to get castrated. California. Right. And yeah. we do know that that is an old way of doing things. However, my thing is instead of erasing that, because that's the only thing that I see that under the transgender umbrella that needs to be erased is transsexual, instead of erasing the term, try try coming up with a better term or try undoing the legal uh, paperwork and things that have been done to define what a transsexual is instead of trying to erase transsexual in general. But I think that's what transgender is. is.
1: Well, transgender is really just the umbrella. Everybody's. So I think what I'm hearing is, so we still got transgender umbrella term, which is like everybody and whatever trans, whatever transness you are, non-binary, da-da-da-da-da. And then also maybe there should be another word for transsexual or another word along with it because you know it is, it is entangled, like some people are like, I'm cool with being identified as a transsexual, that's important to me. And I think that should be respected and validated, right? Because it's like, everybody's coming to their experience from a different place. Some people are in a world where depending on how old you are, like that's the only language you know, right? So it's like, what have you? Are you saying that, Mia, that there should be another, are you saying like, that should be valued and there should be room for, there should be room for both? Uh, transsexual and some a different language that captures those experiences.
3: Yeah, um, it's, yes. Um, if if the language is damaging, right? Instead of getting rid of the word transsexual, I'm saying undo, uh, doing, um, finding some way to undo the legal uh, standpoint of it um, that determines what a transsexual is um, able to do, like change your name. Or um, um get get certain things because this is what a transsexual um in definition, why not change um the requirements of what a transsexual is
0: legally? I think I, I think from our perspective that is easier said than done because we don't have the power oh, in these situations why? to create the red tape and break the red tape. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was cis people making those rules about what you needed to do for us to respect your gender so i think if it was us yeah and and we've seen that in different states where people have changed requirements in regards to that but um i think i think that that is a perfect logical solution but we just don't have the power to do it in all the situations and so it it makes it difficult
1: But it also, like this, like just this whole conversation emphasizes, like why, like one, one. I was like really glad to see these young people having this conversation with so much nuance and just like kind of questioning things and you know, just not to be like fuck this or fuck that, but they really were just like engaged and had questions and talking about their experiences, because you know, for black folks, shit is more nuance, like just, just. That's what the fuck it is. Like, I feel like for our community, shit is more nuanced. But also, it's like clearly, like, nobody, I guess, also in the era where people have weaponized language so much. It's like this conversation should demonstrate like it's all it's all bullshit. It's all relative. It's all (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? So like we don't have to like, you know, uh, beat each other's ass with the language, because that same language might change like 10 years from now. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That somebody might whoop your ass for saying some shit that was current and up to date and felt validating for a portion of the the community. You know know what I mean? Like what words feel affirming to y'all now, like currently? I, I trans masculine feels affirming. I think, again, like my understanding coming into transitioning medically was like i'm a transsexual didn't necessarily mean i was a transsexual man it, you know it just like what the language meant and what that means now is just it's just a totally different framework Transmasculine, trans man i can do both but not exclusively mm-hmm. trans man you know what about you mia the,
3: when you asked that question the first thing that came to mind was just woman. But when I define myself, I do define myself as a transsexual. I don't um, define myself as anything else because I'm that I'm li- I literally have been transitioning in that way. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it doesn't logically for me it doesn't make sense to define myself as something else or just um, I'm not saying that I can't be moved like, oh, I'm just stuck in heat this way and there's no moving. But I haven't heard any language that that I'm like, oh, I can I can identify like that, like trans feminine. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing that's a, a word. But the last time I seen that used was by a TikToker, and she was a body of a, a, a cis woman, and she d- wasn't transitioning. She said she was a trans femme. So it's like, girl, when did you <laughs> to? And I mean that.
2: Ooh, where continued. is it
3: evolving to, and where do I fit into that? Because it's like, okay, we're evolving away from a transsexual. Okay, so, but where do I lie at? Once, what well, I want to be, um, as advanced as everyone. I'm not gonna be one of those old bitches that's in the uh, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. You can't tell me nothing because that's how I know life. No, I I definitely don't want to be the, one of those type of people. I want to be able to move with technology, move with um the, the way that the culture moves. I don't want to be one of those old grandmas who don't know how to work a phone <laughs> because yeah. I'm so used to working one of those cricket phones. So, <laughs> so if transsexual is being erased, then what can I identify as just as a trans woman? Because that seems like it's more safe.
0: Yeah, I think that's okay. I think think it's really up to you what is comfortable. And I I don't wanna act like not moving is a problem. Look, I feel like it's gonna get, I've accepted that it's gonna get to a point where I'm a relic. How I think about things is Mm -hmm. not gonna be how the young folks is. There's some shit that, you know, there's some shit that I hear from the young folks that I'm like, ooh, that's not my tea. And I'm not with that shit. And I'm not, but I'm not gonna argue yeah. with you about it. I'm just gonna be like, oh, right. that's not my experience. This is me. I'm not gonna, long as you are not bucking up against me, talk about, oh, uh, being negative to me because of how I identify myself, bitch get the fuck right. out of here. You are not about to right. come at me and be a trans person and trip about how I identify myself because that's hypocritical yeah, to me. That's... Get <laughs> right. out of here. Exactly, and so, exactly.
1: exactly. So, but I'm not
0: gonna argue with you about how what words you use. Don't argue right. with me about what words I use. If I'm having right. a speech about my life and I say transsexual, don't get up and say, "Oh, I, transsexual is an antiquated word, bitch." It's it's cool for me. I'm not right. I'm not describing you. I'm describing right. me. When I hear queer, when I when somebody says that they're queer, I know that queer back in the day would has some negative connotation. I remember. People have political connotations. Black. I never got called a queer person by a black person (laughs) when I was younger. Queer was usually white people calling. Yeah, I never really had. Yeah, like a slur. But in black spaces, queer what became a positive. I didn't I if a motherfucker was talking shit to me and they was black, they called me a faggot. They called me a a tranny, a gay, uh, something like that. They never called Uh, me um, Mm -hmm. that was white. A punk, yeah. Um, But when I got older, queer was used by lesbians. So when somebody said they were a queer woman, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I, (laughs) right. I didn't feel, but me as a trans woman Mm -hmm. coming from an AMAB experience, Mm -hmm. I didn't associate myself with that because Mm -hmm. in my brain, I thought that was just for cis. AFAB people. Like I mm-hmm. thought that I, that's what I thought. And so it wasn't until I mm-hmm. got older and expanded what I define queer as that I can put myself in that label. Like for mm-hmm. me, I could I consider like on one of my profiles, it says a queer body woman. So mm-hmm. and that's important for me because I have mm-hmm. a queer body and it's gonna mm-hmm. be queer for the rest of my life. I have no intention mm-hmm. of, um, you know, getting surgery and da 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 da. So I feel like a queer body woman mm-hmm. for me is a great way to describe myself. And so, mm-hmm. um, queer or queer woman of color. Like in my mind, I'm way more comfortable than I was 15 years ago to call myself a queer woman of color. But now, mm-hmm. I I in how I define queer, meaning just something other, something different. I can be a queer woman. You see what I'm saying? So. that's how it's I just feel like language is constantly changing so you find where you fit in it it's not gonna be like everybody and um and that's okay it's okay and that lady who want to wear the black lip liner it's okay for her to do that. If she feels that makes her beautiful, if she feels that's her teeth, that's her sickening, it's okay for her to do it. And I might gonna constantly say, hmm, you wanna try a brown, just a dark brown, just how can you shift that, <laughs> I may be the young people, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because that's how it was with my mom, where I'm like, I know you love that mama, but this is just <laughs> not what's going on. Let me show you a better way to do it. But my mama was still this, I like, this is how I've been doing it since the fucking 80s. And this is how I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna be rude to my mama about it. If that's what make her feel pretty, yes. If that's what makes her feel love, I'm not gonna do that. But I think the negative come, like we just talked about, is when you try to push me out of community, be negative to me, be um, condescending to me, be rude to me because I'm not using the language that you have deemed acceptable for you that's mm-hmm.
1: a problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah clear. yeah it's a thing so yeah let us know what y'all think um you know a couple things well, you know let us know about language you know for you your journey with language and what are ways that you define yourself for yourself with your people uh hit us up hashtag Now, plate
3: News is um usually not a place that we cover on Marshall's lake because that has been very um what's the perfect word? Very degrading towards um brand. <laughs> right. That was people. a nice
0: that was a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: that was, was real nice, <laughs> very degrading. They recently um Published a article, um, discussing a. I'm assuming, um, she she's a, a cis girl now. Um, her name is Paul, She's 17 years old. Uh, she transitioned between the ages of nine and 13, and, she, and the the article was basically stating that. Um, she felt th- as though she was pushed into her transition by medical um practitioners. And um she feels like um now um she's had surgeries that were irreversible um before she, I guess before she uh, became an adult and um she feel like she, she feels like she's been taken advantage of. So she wants to sue um, the doctors. um, And now um, Fox is urging um, people to basically hinder trans people from getting um, anything uh, medically provided in the healthcare system. That's basically what it's leading to. I think what they're trying to do is amplify detransitioner to make it seem as though there's this big population of new coming trans people because of the misinformation in the uh, healthcare system, social media. So I wanted to know you guys' thoughts. Um, uh, currently, do y'all feel like uh, Diamond or LJ? Do y'all feel like that we have a chance to? beat this or do y'all feel like um if we don't do something as far as voting because that's what we we are uh, that was the first thing we started talking about if we don't go to the polls and we start vo- uh, voting that they can actually put these things into system and we'll be fighting a bigger fight than we we were before i mean that we are now excuse me
0: i personally think that they are grasping at straws we are in we are you know, the world is changing. People are being more progressive. And so the relics are really trying to get a hold and do whatever they do. And so these are small little things that they can do to affect us in regards to um, how they can attack, attack and how they can get people to support their attack. And so we saw this with abortion, different states had different fucking, you know, different ways around, sneaky ways to get them to ban abortion, how long you can wait, how long you can't wait and all these kind of things that they tactics that they're just figuring out as they go to try to stop it. Do you see what I'm saying? This is just what what they were, what they're doing. And I think that they're doing it with us as well whatever tactics that they can use to try to stop us the master narrative is that we are not what we say we are and so what aligns is what aligns with their narrative is that parents are influencing children to be trans (laughs) Parents are influencing children to be trans and that's what it is that's what um that's how that's how it is going down and so we need to stop them from this influencing and and abusing these children and forcing them into becoming other genders as if the child didn't say you know this is what i'm feeling and they're not healthily working through that through that gender um incongruency and so and then some people do go back we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago um Some people do go back, but it's about the relationship, the healthy relationship between parents and children and their doctors. And if they have that, then that's not the government's business to come in and make rules and laws to make it difficult or make it, you know, add barriers to it. Same thing when it comes to the agency of um, AFAB people's bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? When When you think about, when you think about that they're trying to come in and the government regulate this shit and i just don't feel like that's cool but this is this is their only fight they're not going to um they're not going to stop it but eventually eventually we're going to i feel like we're going to win eventually
1: over time maybe not in my lifetime but eventually the raw stuff coming after trans folks come the, the, they want to come after black bodies in general regardless if you're trans or if you're a cis woman or anything. Like this is a real thing. Um and yeah, I do think there's ways that people are fighting back and trying to protect themselves on like a local level. That's a part of the reason I'm where I'm at mm-hmm. to be transparent, you know, in the Northwest, because you know, like you know, they they made a commitment to the community here. They made a commitment to whatever. And I was able to the timing God, Jesus, ancestors worked it out for me to be out here, basically. Like it wasn't something that I was looking towards initially ever in my life. It just, the timing happened. But um, but yeah, no, like I think it's, yeah, it's something to pay attention to.
3: We can't give up, right? Um,
1: no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. No, that's what I'm saying though. It's like red alert, urgent. Yeah. <laughs> so all the elections are really important. Everything is on the line.
0: Gimme give, give me give me euphoria more than peace of mind It's the joy in space to change the tide Gimme give, give me give me euphoria more than peace of mind It's the joy in space to change the tide Gimme give me give me you the feeling And the high can never come down from What has been giving y'all gender euphoria this
3: week? Well, I went to North Carolina with the Prodigies. I got my everlasting life. Mm. The ball was twelve fucking hours and have wore me out. No, with they motherfucking carried, <laughs> the Prodigy had won five thousand dollars. Somebody else.
1: Wow. Won oh shit.
3: They was winning motherfucking money this weekend. So that was my gender, um, my gender
1: euphoria. That was my euphoria for the week. So my euphoria for this week, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned the Sophagio frequencies before. Did I mention that about these? Okay, so there's like different frequencies that are coordinated with like your chakras. And uh, like if you go to a get a massage or go to a spa, like I think oftentimes whatever that background music is is like correlated with that. Some made for you to relax this kind of way, get rid of fear, da da da. And I really started exploring that, and it has made a big ass difference. And just like, just kind of, you know, kind of staying in alignment. Um, yeah. So that's been bringing me a lot of euphoria because it's allowed <laughs> me to be just more present. And uh, yeah, that's been yeah, it's been it's been chill. So that's that's what's bringing me euphoria this week. These sofagio frequencies. What has been bringing me euphoria? Um,
0: I want to give a shout out to South Asian men. Y'all niggas be fine over there. <laughs> South, Asian. South Asian. men. I I have a new appreciation for them because usually uh, the ones. Well, I don't want to say that. That's over generalizing, but. Um, I don't know. Some stuff be real. I guess it's some cultural stuff that um, they do or don't do, and it it's it's kind of like, mm, I get this is too different for me to deal with. But <laughs> oh, being over there in they land, there was some of them that was looking good, and they just have a beautiful skin, glowing and looking love, and they they were super nice and. And they just were handsome as hell. And so um, and yeah, they were just different. And so they are the ones who were giving me you for this past week. They were just treating us like queens. They we had our own little butler. Like when you get this particular this the Ocean Villa suite, they give you a butler that, that picks you up and takes you to the Eid and and brings you whatever you need and all kinds of stuff like that. And so we had a really, really cute one named Oh Wow. A really, really cute one. And and there was other ones on the island that was doing stuff, doing like the workers and all that kind of stuff. And it just was dope. And yeah, they brought me Euphoria this week. My new appreciation <laughs> for South Asian men. That's yeah, what yeah. was bringing me Euphoria. <laughs> this week so hey y'all make sure y'all tell us what was bringing y'all what has brought y'all gender euphoria this week and yeah i think we've done a show yeah
2: right.
0: <laughs> this bye, is gonna be a long hard one to edit child <laughs> 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 but all right y'all i'll see y'all next week all right bye well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marsha's plate you can listen to us on itunes
3: That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us,
0: y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia?
3: Oh, bye, (laughs) y'all!
0: Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, don't you worry
2: about a thing.